Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Mike with the Aliante Community Baptist Church. We invite you, your family, and friends to join us as we study God's Word. So, let's begin.
Jesus, Jimmy. Ah, we're so blessed. Amen. 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 So blessed. All right. Well, this morning I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis. And uh, for quite some time, I've considered uh, preaching through the Bible, um, specifically uh, messages on individual people or personalities. And so we're going to uh, take a trip through the Bible. All right, now, it took us almost, uh, what was that, about a year and a half, almost two years to get through the book of Matthew. <laughs> so, you know, maybe 40 years to get through the whole Bible. <laughs> but um, we're going to look at various uh, personalities, individuals, who uh, are listed in the various books. And of course, we won't look at every single person. But uh, we will certainly look at those who made such an impact in God's work through the history of the human race and God's kingdom. And so this morning we're going to be looking at an individual who is, uh, he's not uh, uh, preached on a lot, but he, he really should be. And so our, our message this morning is on Enoch. Now, some people pronounce it Enoch, but uh, actually in the Hebrew it's Enoch. But um, the man who walked with God. The man who walked with God. And let's go to the Lord in prayer first, and then we'll, then we'll read. Our Father in God, we come to you again. We ask your blessing. Your blessing upon your holy word, upon your people. We ask, O oh Lord, that you be our teacher through God the Holy Spirit to the glory to the honor of the Lord Jesus. Illuminate our understanding. Teach us, O oh Lord, that we might grow in our faith, that we might grow in our spiritual walk with you, in our understanding of what it means to be a child of the King, to be a child of God and to live in this world, and yet to be not of this world recognizing that our citizenship is in heaven and that while we are here we play a role in your holy kingdom help us to discover your purpose for our lives not the purpose for purposes of the world but your purpose for our lives that we might live a life that brings honor and glory to you a life that is useful to you and of benefit in the kingdom of God. Lord, we thank you for this man, Enoch. As the scripture says, he walked with God. Oh, that we would walk with you in intimate fellowship. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being called your children. Speak to us now, we ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. So the book of Genesis, chapter 5, and beginning at verse 18. Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. After he begot Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. 
And Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And then let's turn to Hebrews, to the book of Hebrews over in the New Testament, and to chapter 11. And verses 5 and 6. And just in case you are unaware, chapter 11 in the book of Hebrews is referred to as the roll call of faith, or the, the champions of faith. And so beginning at verse 5 in chapter 11 of Hebrews, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found, because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then we're going to turn to the book of Jude, and then you keep going to the right in your Bible, and it's just before the book of Revelation. We're going to look at two verses there in the book of Jude, verses 14 and 15. Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, that is, against the Lord. So let's go back to Genesis. So who is Enoch? Maybe you've never heard of Enoch. His name actually means dedicated or devoted one. He was born in a very special time, the first millennium, that is the first millennium prior to the flood. So he's referred to as an antediluvian, that's an A-N-T-E, meaning prior to the flood. He lived in a time before the flood wiped the human race off the face of the earth. Now. If we read through the whole chapter, the uh, chapter 5, we would find that Adam's family is listed. So there's a name, and then how old they were when they had their first child, and then the total number of years that they lived, and then they died, and then they died, and then they died, and then they died. But when we come to Enoch, that changes. And we'll look at that in a little bit. But Enoch was Methuselah's father. And if you've probably heard the old saying, you're going to live to be as old as Methuselah. Okay? <laughs> because Methuselah is the man who lived the longest. 
969 years. You say, that's impossible. No, the Bible teaches that nothing is impossible with God. And so the unbeliever can, can doubt and can ridicule, and as, as Enoch himself preached about, can say all manner of harsh things against God and make fun of God and cast aspersions and criticisms. The Bible teaches us that nothing with God is impossible. And if God wants someone to live 969 years like he did with Methuselah, then it's so. But Enoch was Methuselah's father. And he was Noah's great-grandfather. So Enoch lived in some very special company. Amen? He's a descendant of Seth, who is the son of Adam. You'll recall that Adam and Eve had... Cain and Abel, but Cain slew Abel. And so, very quickly, very quickly, you have the first murder. You know, people actually believe that if you change the environment within which a person lives, that you will then change that person for good. Nothing could be further from the truth. Because it is a heart matter. The Bible teaches that if a person's heart is corrupt, which our hearts are, that the only hope is God himself, who is able to change the heart. And so Adam and Eve had another son, and that son was Seth. And so the generations of Adam are then counted from Seth, referred to as the Sethites. And Enoch was the seventh from Adam. And then Adam lived, and he died during the latter years of Enoch's life. I believe he, he died about 57 years before Enoch was taken up to heaven. And so we move on. Enoch, the Bible says, walked with God. And it says this twice in these few little verses here. Emphasizing, emphasizing that he had an intimate relationship with God and that his relationship with God was exceptional. The phrase as stated in the Hebrew text indicates an intimate and consistent life of devotion to God. The priority of Enoch's life was God himself. The world wants you to believe that everything else is, is so important. There is no relationship as important as the relationship that you have with God. The relationship that you have with God takes precedence over the relationship that you have with your spouse and the relationship that you have with your children. If you, if you love your children more than you love God, your children have become your idol. And children, you're to love God more than you love your parents. But yet, at the same time, the fifth commandment is to honor your father and mother, that, that your days may be long upon the earth which the Lord your God gives you. God gave you those parents, and parents, God gave you those children 
and the children belong to him and the parents belong to him. The most important relationship is the relationship that we have with God. And we've said this many times before. This is a, a vertical relationship, this relationship that we have with God. But we also have a, a horizontal relationship with one another. But if, if that relationship with God is out of kilter, guess what? All of the other relationships are going to have problems. As a matter of fact, even when our relationship with God is right, human relationships still have problems, don't they? But Enoch walked with God. He had a close, personal relationship with the Lord. Fellowship, that word fellowship in the Greek, koinonia, means a, a fellowship of love of pure love, of total surrender and commitment. Do you know the Lord as your Savior today? Yesterday we had a, uh, a little meet and greet here in, in, uh, in the Vista Room, and uh, just before it started, a lady who was representing Home Depot, she came by, and I asked her the question. I said, um, do you know where you're going when you die? And she said, yes. I said, well, where are you going? She said, to heaven. So then I asked the follow-up question. And, and why? Why do you believe you're going to go to heaven? She said, because I'm a believer. <laughs> and then she walked off. And uh, Roger said, well, I thought she was going to punch you. <laughs> because sometimes people are offended if you ask them that question, you know. But you see, the Bible teaches that you can know, K-N-O-W, know that you're going to heaven, not because you're a good person or not because you deserve it. No one deserves it. But because you believe in God and God, by his grace, saves us. We, we just participated together in the Lord's Supper. It's a symbolic picture of of what Jesus did. He gave his body, he gave his blood, he gave his life, that we might have life. And that is a gift that comes to us by God's grace. And Notice, secondly, that, that Enoch was a man of prayer. He communed with God. It was a normal part of his life. Or in other words, it wasn't it wasn't the last ditch, you know. Uh, well, I guess all we can do now is pray. That's, that's the position of the world. All we can do now is pray. No, we ought to be praying all the time. The Bible says that we are to be continuously in an attitude of prayer. That is, in communion with God. And make no mistake about it. The goal in prayer, the goal in communing with God... <coughs> Is to, is to discover more and more and more about the person of God. The person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not a bunch of stuff that we can get. You see, people have prayer mixed up. They think that, that prayer is about getting a bunch of stuff. Or, or, or having God do things 
the way we want them done. No, prayer is about discovering what God wants us to do. You follow? What God wants us to do and how he wants us to do it. Sadly, sadly, so many kids in school have no idea about what God wants them to do with their lives. When uh, I was a principal, and it was usually the boys that were sent up to my office, and I, I, I always found it uh, rather humorous, I would always ask the boys, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the majority of the boys would say, I want to be a policeman. So then I would ask him, but do you think that that's the way that a policeman is supposed to act? Yeah. And then they kind of put their head down and say, no. <laughs> Prayer. When we, when we enter into communion with God, and it's a, it's a regular, normal part of our lives, we discover God's plan for our And friend, if you've not asked the Lord what he wants you to do in your life, you don't know. You don't know. God is still working in the lives of senior citizens. The Bible says that the elderly will still be producing fruit in their senior years. Now, Enoch didn't have his first child until he was 65. That's when he had his first child. And it says he went on, he, he lived for 300 years, he had sons and daughters, he had all kinds of kids. Well, I don't see anyone in here who's over 100 yet. <laughs> and you'll recall that Moses, and we'll look at Moses' life uh, as we go through these different people, Moses was called when he was 80 years old. 80. God is not through with you yet. And notice, he believed God. He believed God. That is, he, he believed God exists. And that God is his father. Now, I, I forgot to mention something here. Let me go back to this, to this, yeah, this first point. Because I specifically um, mentioned who is Enoch. See, I, I, originally I put who was. That's, that's incorrect. <coughs> because Enoch never died. You follow? Who is Enoch? He's one who never died and will... We'll look at that. And in his life, he honored God. We read that in the book of Hebrews there. His life was characterized by faithful obedience. Faithful obedience. He's an example of faithful obedience, a life of knowing, loving, serving, obeying, and worshiping God. His whole entire life consisted 
of loving, serving, obeying, worshiping, believing in God. And also sharing God's truth. As we read in the book of Jude, he was a prophet. As far as we know, he was the first one. And what is so amazing is that he preached about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, what we read from the, uh, the book of Jude is about the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the Lord is going to come with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all those who reject him. That day is coming. And Enoch preached about that thousands of years ago before the flood. Enoch pleased God. Our third point. As we mentioned, he was a man of faith. And the Bible teaches and says it is impossible to please God without faith. You must have faith in God. And he was a man of exceptional faith. Hebrews says he had this testimony about him that he pleased God. You see, everyone who knew him knew that he was a man of God. I mentioned this in Sunday school yesterday while we were sitting there, Roger, Tom, and I, uh, a gentleman came along and, and he, he pointed to the empty chair and he said, well, someone is missing. And then, uh, but we, we thought he, he was referring to Miss Janice, okay? <laughs> but he, he said, where's Jerry? All right. And then he said, he's a smart guy. Basically talented, you know, real knowledgeable. He said, we serve on the, on the building and grounds committee. And he said, so I'm not very smart, but that's okay, because Jerry knows, you know, he knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> And he complimented him. You see, that's a testimony, a, a witness, a legacy. What kind of life are you living? What kind of legacy are you leaving? What kind of testimony do you have about your relationship with God? When people mention your name, do they mention it and then say, he's a dedicated Christian? He's a genuine, or she's a genuine Christian. Enoch was a man of faith, and he preached prophetic messages. And the desire of his heart agreed with God's desire. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches this. That when your life is pleasing to God, that he will give you the desires of your heart. It's amazing, isn't it? Because the desire of your heart will become one with the desires of God's heart. And then we mention this. He did not die. Now there are only two people in, in, in the scripture. Only two people who did not die. There are two of them. Enoch is one. We just read it. And in the book of Hebrews it makes it very clear. God took him. He was raptured to heaven. He was translated. He was taken up to heaven without dying. Who was the other one? Elijah. Elijah the prophet. The chariot of fire came, and the whirlwind 
took him up into heaven. He didn't die. And the Bible teaches that he's coming back again one day before the Lord returns. Now, I personally believe that the other one, over in the book of Revelation, it, it lists two witnesses who come during the tribulation period. I believe the other one is Enoch. And why? Because in the book of Hebrews it says, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. They're the only two who have never died. You see? Well, God took him to heaven, and his translation or rapture is a foreshadow of the rapture of the church prior to the time of judgment. Notice that Enoch was taken up to heaven, and then some years later, the flood came. And Noah and his family were the only ones saved. Although judgment was poured out upon the entire world, everyone else died. Noah and his family were saved in the ark. And we're going to look at Noah next week. So what do we learn from, from all of this? Well, we're to be people of faith. We're to believe in God. We're to believe in God, and we're to believe God. God means what he says. And we're to have an intimate relationship with the Lord, and that type of intimate relationship is pleasing to the Lord. It refers to the, the type of walk or the type of life that we live. Now, over in the book of Proverbs, it says, Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. It begins by saying, Guard your heart. Proverbs 4, 23-26, Guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. We mentioned earlier that it is vital that your heart be right with God. And then people who walk with God are difference makers. They make a difference in the kingdom of God. They make a difference in their community. They make a difference in their church. Not about complaining or we can't do that. We've never done it that way before. We, you know, because we've always done it this way. No. They're a difference maker in the sense of of optimism, faith, having a vision of what God wants to do in and through the life of his people that he calls his church. And notice, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's a choice. You know that you choose to be a person of faith. You choose to be a person who actually believes that God means what he says. When God says that if you'll share the gospel with others, that they'll come to know the Lord as their Savior, do you actually believe that? And does your life give the evidence that you actually believe that? Or in other words, do you actually share the gospel with other people? And then notice, the Lord Jesus Christ is returning as Savior and Sovereign Judge. Jesus is coming back. He's fulfilled his word. Israel is there. 
And the Jewish people continue to move back to Israel. And you've heard me say this now the last couple of weeks, that numbers and numbers of people, the Jewish people in Israel, are coming to know the Lord Jesus as their Savior. And what's so, so phenomenal is so many among the very young, the young people. And the church in Israel is actually made up of Jewish people, Gentile people, and Arab people, Arab Christians, Gentile Christians, and Jewish Christians. And the music that they sing and the, the worship services that they conduct are just phenomenal. And the music they sing, the songs they sing, just so beautiful as they, as they worship the Lord. And they sing those songs in Hebrew, Arabic, and English. Quite amazing. But what about you? Do you know Jesus as your Savior? And if I were to ask you the question, when you die, because you will die, guess what? You're going to die one day. People say, well, I, I don't want to talk about death. Well, you, you need to plan for it. Oftentimes in those uh, meet and greets, we have the opportunity to, to speak when, they, when we're handing out the gift card, you know. And uh, we'll say, we want to encourage you <laughs> to make heavenly investments because you'll experience eternal returns. Amen? Eternal rewards. Well, we're going to sing a hymn of invitation. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. We're going to stand, please. And if you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, you need to accept Jesus as your Savior now because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Come to the Lord Jesus. Acknowledge that you need Him. Acknowledge that He died upon that cross for you. Give your heart and your life to Him as we sing. pray that you have been blessed by today's lessons from God's Word, and we invite you to contact us with any questions that you may have, especially questions regarding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help you with your walk of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and with your understanding of His Holy Word, the Bible. Our contact information is listed in the podcast show notes. May God richly bless you.